Welcome to the Geek Speak Show. <laughs> People who get it, get it. This is the Geek Speak Show. Interviews with the movers and shakers in geek culture. This is Mark Zickby, writer, producer, and director of Space Command. Hey, this is Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, and one of the original founders of Image Comics. Hi, I'm Chris Hardwick. Geek is spoken here. They're listening. You're consuming. You're watching it with your ears. Oh, you just listen. The Geek Speak Show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramascreen.com, and Zergnet.com. Please make a note of it. Here are the hosts of the Geek Speak Show, Henry San Miguel and Rachel Roselli. Here we are for another exciting episode of the Geek Speak Show. I'm Henry. And I'm Rachel. And you are ready to speak geek. This nope. Well, we we'll talk a little bit of comic books this time. But um let's talk TV. Under the dome, it's caught our attention. We again we have neither Rachel nor I, we, re- we haven't read the book, so we don't know how much of it is actually following the storyline from the tell book. Don't us, because we're we're enjoying this side of it right now. Yeah, don't send emails, long par- five paragraph emails to Rachel at the Geek Speak or Henry at the Geekspeakshow.com saying, Well, you know, actually this is what's happening. You know why they're under the dome? We don't wanna know. We just wanna experience it for ourselves as it goes yeah. on. Um so the second episode came out. Um I didn't watch it. Li- I know last last week for the uh, the premiere, I texted you moments for it started because I just remember, oh yeah, Under the Dome is on. But I, I don't know why. Maybe I didn't have. I'll take that line from uh, from Dre when she was on. I didn't have my coffees, I guess, but I was like super super tired. I don't know why. I just <laughs> fell asleep. I DVR'd it though. I watched it last night. Uh, I think you watched it also. Uh, nothing major really happened. There was just a big fire. Most of the right. episode was a fire in the house. They put it out, and uh, we may get to know finally what the propane tanks were for but if you kind do of building know, suspense around everybody that we got introduced to right yeah so more suspense next week we'll see what happens um show we were just talking about falling skies you, sh- you should get into that one though you you who likes sci-fi and all this stuff and i it's know produced by it's actually in my calendar on my phone to start watching so i can get caught up so yeah yeah i was gonna say I'll it's produced by a guy that i think you like steven spielberg yeah. Um and and you're kind of like me where you don't like jumping into shows in the middle of the season. It's only I think two or three shows in, so you haven't missed too much. You can actually catch up, you know, over the over the long Fourth of July weekend, and you'll be ready for Sunday's episode. Uh, oh, but perfect. I'll talk about it real quick. You might want to cover, take off your headphones, and not listen to this, Rachel. But uh, Evil Hal is full on evil now. We we talk, I talked to Drew Roy at WonderCon, and and he hinted at that in the interview that I played for you guys. Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, we kind of know who did it or who made him evil. But what I find funny is that, you know, no, his own dad, is his brothers, they, they, they can't tell. Maggie, the girlfriend, she's kind of starting to tell. So um, the, only, the only one that knows, obviously, is Anne and that scary baby of theirs that we now know is a hybrid alien human. But where are they? We don't know where they are now. So again, see see what you're missing. Um, she didn't take her <laughs> headphones off. But see what you're missing. Jump on. You know, two two three episodes in. Uh, fourth one comes out this Sunday. Sunday's on TNT. And also big news for all Falling Skies fans. What do we call them? Skiesies? Falls? I don't know. If we were Losties, Lost fans, right? I don't know what we call Falling Skies fans. But TNT renewed it for season four, so it will continue. There will be a definite um, cliffhanger ending uh, coming back for season four. Uh, you know what else started back up? What? True Blood. Yes, I another one that I still haven't seen yet. It's, it's sitting there in my DVR. Okay, 
So everyone was telling me about it, and I hadn't watched it either. And so I have been watching all the episodes to catch up, and I'm almost at season six, which I think we're at three episodes in now or something. And my Facebook has been blowing up with everybody talking about it. Um, and most people are really, really excited about what's going on. So I've been trying not to read what's happening so I can watch it. You know, when, but I really like that too. When, when I was working at a, at a radio station before, I, I used to hear people talk about True Blood, True Blood, and quite honestly, I didn't want to get into it because I, I thought it was just, you know, another Twilight knockoff or something. But then I watched a couple episodes and it, I got hooked. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, it, it's sitting, you just reminded me of what to do after the show now. But it's sitting here in my DVR. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm glad you're, you're talking here, what you talk, what you said about it. You didn't spoil anything for me. Like no. when, when we had Mark on, Mark Doors on, and, and he was talking about Game of Thrones. He spoiled the whole thing for me. So thanks, Mark. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that Game of Thrones is, is no longer on, uh, my 20 Don't HBOs either. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead, uh, sorry, AMC is The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> that's coming October, I think it is. We got the title for, uh, the first episode. I won't say it. I'll leave it up to Joe. He's going to geek out in a second, tell you what's going on. He'll probably mention it because he loves spoiling stuff for you guys. Uh, they're going to have a huge presence at Comic-Con. They're going to have a big panel, uh, I think I have some notes here. Image Expo just happened here in San Francisco Tuesday of this week, I want to say. Uh, there were some. There was a big announcement regarding not the show, but the Walking Dead comic books uh, from, oh. from Robert Kirkman. I'll tell you guys what it is. We have a new comics commentator. We'll introduce you to her. Mark Doris didn't go anywhere. He just moved over to the digital world. He was taken into the world of Tron, and he's going to talk video games now. So um, Mark's still here. He's just going to talk video games. We have a new comics commentator. Joel's about to geek out. We're about to speak geek, so stay right there. Rod Roddenberry is going to come here. You had Drea, so now I brought Rod back. He's going to come here and tell you guys why you should have voted for... No. No, he's going to talk about... Uh-huh. No, he's going to talk about Trek Nate. We know... I didn't mention the Rod, the, the Rod, but we know why you two won. The real reason why. Oh, no. No, no. Don't patronize us. No. We won fair and square. You know the real reason why they voted for you. The majority of our listeners are on the male side. Uh-huh. Or on the wars side. Two beautiful young ladies talking Star Wars. Why, why do you think they voted for you guys? So you'll have to excuse me. I mean, Rod's guys. a beautiful. Well, while I go take my lightsaber to Henry. Rod's this, a beautiful so. young guy, too, but, you know, that's the real reason why you guys won. And uh-huh. you know it. Uh, but no, we'll, uh, Rod will come on. He'll talk about uh, Trek Nation, something going on, something special going on with that one. And uh, another movie. You know, not I like Johnny Depp's movies and stuff, but honestly, I'm I'm not that excited about Lone Ranger. How about you? Neither am I. No, I, I feel like if I wanted to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, I would watch. I'll Pirates pop of the it Caribbean. in and watch Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, I am though excited about uh, Despicable Me too. That one was a surprise hit for me. I went to you know I took my kids to see. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it through. I actually, find myself enjoying it more more than than I thought I would. So I am kind of looking forward to Despicable Me too, except. I'm kind of scared because Hollywood studios have a tendency to mess it up. You know, they lightning, they capture lightning with the first one, then they try to recapture mm-hmm. in the second one, and that's when it all goes to... Although, once in a while, the second one is the best out of the whole thing, like in Jurassic Park. Empire so. Strikes Back. 
He knew she was going to go there. So that's what's coming up on the show. Stay right there. He, here is Joe to Geek Out. Go, Joe. Check this out. Geeking Out with Joe Japitana. Geeking Out and the Geek Speak Show are powered by Collider.com, GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.co, MightyVille.com, RamaScreen.com, and ZergNet.com. Here's Joe. In just two plus weeks, Man of Steel has already passed the half billion dollar mark. And the movie hasn't even opened in Brazil and Japan yet. So it's pretty safe to assume that DC may be moving forward with the Justice League of America movie. But, 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 don't expect to see Christian Bale's butt returning as Batman as he's confirmed that he won't be playing the Cape Crusader again in JLA or otherwise. This weekend at the box office, Monsters University remained at number one, followed by The Heat and World War Z, and notably, White House Down flopped. Coming out in 10 days is Pacific Rim, which kind of reminds me of the Power Rangers movie minus the morphing, or maybe Gundams vs. Godzilla's. For fans of Independence Day, you will love this. <laughs> Bill Perman and Jeff the Fly Goldblum are returning as President Whitmore and David Levinson for Independence Day 2. Will Smith won't be coming back, but the movie will feature a gay character, which isn't a big deal, but I guess with the recent Supreme Court ruling and Pride Week, hey! <laughs> ID42 geeks out on July 3rd. 2015. Let's talk more reboots and sequels and reboots and sequels. The following movies are being rebooted or readapted. Knight Rider, Jacob's Ladder, The Curse of Chucky, which is going to be a Going straight to Blu-ray and DVD this fall, and a new standalone trilogy of The Terminator, set for June 26, 2015. I think Jamie Foxx will make a pretty sweet Miles Dyson. Mm. <laughs> and in other news, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone are teaming up as a pair of prisoners, trying to break out of a state-of-the-art jail called The Tomb in a movie called Escape Plan. For you fans of fan films, there are two videos on YouTube that you definitely have to check out. First, check out Batman vs. Deadpool. That's right. Batman vs. Deadpool. Then check out Grayson, Earth 1. It's a dark, interesting take on Nightwing. If you love behind-the-scenes stuff, check out the Star Wars YouTube channel because they posted a 1978 screen test for Boba Fett. In a modern interview with Ben Burtt, sound designer on The Empire Strikes Back, we learn that Boba Fett's prototype costume was white, and even though Boba didn't wear spurs, they definitely included that clang-clang-clang swag when he walks. Now let's talk video games. A new feature for the Xbox one has been revealed and it's the ability to read and scan QR codes. No more typing those 25 digit codes anymore. Just scan away. You just scan away. In PlayStation news, The Last of Us is being hailed as PlayStation 3's best exclusive game. The Post Society Epic is getting hella high ratings and it's already being voted for the game of the year 2013. Have you played it? I haven't played it, but if you haven't, let me know because I definitely want to know what you think. If it's zombies that you like, Telltale Games is releasing The Walking Dead 400 Days, a downloadable content episode between the first and second season of The Walking Dead video games. Not to mention, AMC has already announced the title of the first episode for The Walking Dead TV series season 4. It's going to be called 30 Days Without an Accident. <laughs> The Walking Dead returns in October with another 16-episode season, but you can't mention October without mentioning Halloween. Universal Studios Florida has announced a cabin in the woods maze for its Halloween Horror Nights. It will include everything from the forest to the cabin to the cube cells and Merman. 
maybe even Merman. <laughs> if you like animated comics, Marvel Knights will soon be releasing an animated version of Wolverine Origin, which revealed Logan, or shall I say, James Howlett's childhood. And it's just in time for the Wolverine, which geeks out in theaters later this month. In Comic-Con news, Peter Jackson has sadly announced that The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, will not be appearing at San Diego's Comic-Con. However, TV Guide will be hosting a pretty cool panel for the 20th anniversary of the X-Files and Agent Scully has been confirmed to appear. This concludes this installment of Geeking Out with Joel. Feel free to email me, joel at thegeekspeakshow.com or follow me on Twitter, at Joel Japatana. Till next time, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm Ralph Bakshi, and you're listening to the Greek Speak... No, the Geek Speak Show. The Greek Speak Show is a place you eat. But this is the Geek Speak Show. Have fun. I had a ball. I had a ball, too, talking to Ralph Bakshi. That was... Uh, you guys can watch it on our YouTube page. That was last year at WonderCon in Anaheim. And I was welcome back to the show. Welcome to you guys. Welcome back to the show again. You've heard him many times. He was on a few weeks ago for the Star Trek versus Star Wars show. It's Rod Roddenberry. Rod, welcome back. Hey, thank you very much for having me here. Thanks for coming back on. Again. So, <laughs> yeah, you uh, should pull up your couch and everything here. Um, so you know, we, we, you've been on before, and a lot of those times where pre- Trek Nation was in pre-production, was still being made, and that we it's, we saw its debut on the Science Channel. With some some of us have the copy of it. The special edition is coming out next Wednesday, next Tuesday, I think it is, July 9th. You guys can pre-order now. Go to our link section. It's all on there for you. Uh, before you start asking, no, special edition doesn't mean that Benedict Cumberbatch has been in, digitally included in the space seat <laughs> in Star Trek 2. Well, you tell them what it, what, what it means. What's so special about this edition of Trek Nation? All right, so listen, this is, we're not trying to pull a Lucas on everyone. We're, we're not <laughs> trying to put out the same DVD every year in a new format so everyone just keeps buying them. The, this was always the original intention. You know, when we, did, when we did Trek Nation originally, you know, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'd never done a documentary. I didn't really know what I was doing. So when I did an interview with someone, I really just sat down and had maybe a 40-minute to hour-and-a-half-long conversation, depending on who it was. I didn't ask the same questions over and over. Long story short... In the end, we had over 200 hours of interview footage. I'm not talking like B-roll. I'm talking like good material. And we had to create a story and thread all of this together and make it 90 minutes long. And there was so much of this journey that I went on that we couldn't get into the documentary. It was really like turning a knife in my stomach, all the stuff that we had to cut out. Mm -hmm. So the hope, the intention was to create this master deluxe dvd that had all this bonus footage and a few extra featurettes that at least got into some of the other some of the other parts of the journey that i found most significant and and that's what this double disc deluxe dvd set is this is what was always originally supposed to come out but when we finished the documentary we only had a couple months before comic-con and couldn't get together so we just i was so eager to get out there we did this sort of i want to call it temporary but almost temporary dvd that we put out that was the first generation this is this is it this is what you should put on your shelves or in your video library or whatever you want to do yeah so th- this is assuming, you know like i said you like it yeah, the, the the special edition doesn't mean you know, like you said, you're not pulling the look. It actually it's 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 bonus features like every like most DVDs include today. Exactly, exactly. The the documentary itself 
is pretty much the exact same documentary that came out on the last disc. I mean, there, there really wasn't a director's cut to put together. We, I, I, I feel like I may have done this interview with you before. We had probably like six to eight different versions of this documentary. And you might ask, why didn't you put them on this disc or one of them on this disc? Because they really went the wrong direction. There's a, there, in putting this DVD together, as well as doing the documentary, there was a very important part of the journey where I questioned my father's love. You know, who did he love more? Did he love the fans? These sort of things. And I sat down with close friends and I had these discussions. Every single cut that we included that in, that we played for people, they said I came off whiny. Um, I came off like, it, it was sort of like, who cares? Yeah, that's important to you, but we don't care. And it, it was very special to me, but it didn't translate to the, to the public. And that was something that we tried to put on this disc again. We had a 15-minute uh, featurette that really went into the stuff that was so special to me. But literally, friends, family, and fans that I played this for came back with like, no, man, that, that either makes you look bad, that makes your father look bad, um, you, you, you know, we don't care, you look like you're a complaining little spoiled brat. You know, so <laughs> we couldn't do it. Um, so sorry, I, I just wanted to give that little... That, that plays into what I'm saying is that there's so much material we wanted to get it on, and I think this DVD really brings a lot more into it. Yeah, and again, not to sound like some of the interviews you've done on, on, on with us before, because you, 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 we have talked about this before, but you, you, yeah. you've mentioned that you, you, you'd wanted us, the fans, you wanted them to see him not as just you know the, the great bird of the galaxy, but that he, to, like you, he was dead. He was human just like us. That's what you were trying to do, right? Exactly. And, and I know, I, I always say every time that, Every time those words come out of my mouth, I think, like, there's not a single fan out there who thinks he was a god. Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. But I, I wanted to sort of, uh, well, as you just said, humanize him. And I, I don't know. I think some of us feel like he was better than they are. And you know what? He, he wasn't. He was passionate, and he was driven, and he worked hard, and he had an amazing vision of the future. And by all means, he was a genius and a visionary. But I think, you know, a, a lot of us are too. We just sort of sometimes don't speak up. Yeah, and again, you guys can pre-order, open up another tab while you listen to the show. Pre-order yours right now. It's up on our guest link section. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, on Roddenberry, Roddenberry.com. It's on there. The link's for you, all easy for you guys. Trek Nation 2 Dick Special Edition comes out next Tuesday, July 9th. From what is on, I mean, I, go, I won't go into details because I want you guys to go out there and get it. If you haven't gotten it your, uh, yet, this is a good reason to go and get it. Like like Rod said, this is the one that should be on your shelf. Some of the interviews that are in, are in there, you know, George Lucas is the extended one, the uh, the Stan Lee ones. All of them, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and JJ, they, they made some pretty good, Stan Lee actually told, told a very good story about about his dad. That I Honestly, I'd never heard him say anywhere in any, any of the interviews before. And I was thinking it afterwards. Well, you know, that, how come you didn't include those in the first cut of Trek Nation? Uh, the interviews themselves. Yeah. Well, well, those those parts where where he, where they talk about that because it was like you said, it is a journey. Well, your journey to to find out about your dad. So those those would have been perfect. Well, see, I'll I'll be honest again. Um, you know, we we sent this off to a production company where we had we we spent a lot of time with a, a producer and a couple of editors, sort of talking about what we wanted this documentary to be, going through all the old cuts that we we sort of failed on and we had a really good relationship with them and then we just sort of gave it to them i couldn't see the forest through the trees mm -hmm. and that was part of the problem that was part of why this took 10 years to do because i would get lost and guide our directors and, and editors down the wrong road and we would spend months if not a year 
going down this wrong road only to end up with a cut that, you know, when people with fresh eyes looked at it said, well, wait a second, I thought this was about Gene, not about, you know, you missing your daddy. And so um, <clears throat> we really sort of just handed it to them and let them make the creative decisions. And in the end, I was very happy. There's a lot of stuff that you can say, why did it make it in? We still have hundreds of hours of footage and awesome interviews. Um, you know, Dennis Rodman and uh, Tammy Faye Mesner. Now, those aren't names that you would normally associate with Star Trek, but they're, they've got some interesting stories as to how their lives were influenced or touched by Star Trek. And you'll say, well, what, why didn't you include those? Again, choice. You, you, you have to choose what gets in there. And I, I genuinely think we put the best stuff in to this deluxe edition, um, by all means. And, and I've got to ask you, I don't know if you saw the... Uh, the fan featurette. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that is something. That is what when I first started Trek Nation with everyone. That was what my vision of Trek Nation was going to be: something that explores the fans and how Star Trek has touched their lives. And so, you know, I begged and pleaded and to do a featurette at least on that. And I hope that appeals or is interesting to the people who see this. Now, I'm going to ask you a personal question. If it's too personal for you, you can go ahead and say, you know what, Henry? No, I'm not going to answer that one. But now that it's been out you know, after the 10 years, what did you learn about your dad through, through Trek Nation? Uh, I, 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 love, I love that question. Um, again, so much of the journey people couldn't have been on. And, and there's a number of things. There isn't a one thing, but you know, a real emotional part, as I said before, was this sort of coming to terms with my father's love. Again, you don't really get this in the documentary. It's, it's in there, but you don't really get it. Um, you know, I went through a phase where I really learned that my father went to work every day, and he got to create his own family. He even created a, a character of Wesley Crusher, who was modeled sort of, as he says a little bit, after himself. And, and there's an interview on one of the Star Trek, either movie or Next Generation DVDs, where my, my mother says... Uh, um, Wesley Crusher was the son he never had or something like that and when I heard that 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 ripped my heart out and so I went through a lot of time with that sort of like being jealous of Will being jealous of the fans you know did my father even care about me you know that's kind of extreme of course he cared about me but did he have this other family in the end what I learned was Every fan, every friend I meet, everyone who's come up to me and shared an experience about how Star Trek's influenced them or how they met my father, uh, it's all just become a larger family for me. And I know that sounds corny, but genuinely, when I go to Star Trek conventions, when I meet Star Trek fans, I feel nothing but warmth in my heart because they have a perspective on either Star Trek or my father that, that I never would have gotten. And certainly don't, I'm not saying... I'm glad he's gone, but I don't think I would have gotten that even if he were here today. So I, I, the weight on my shoulders, the, the, the pain in my heart, whatever you want to call it, completely gone. I've, I've been able to sort of move forward, and I'm still learning. I have a long way to go, and I have plenty of mistakes to make, but uh, you know, all of that is, is behind me, and I definitely feel um, very proud to have him as a father and to have this legacy to try to continue in my own way. So could you really? So could, would you call this your your closure? I mean, you and I are the same age, and you know, my I I've lost both my parents now also, and you know, having seen their story now afterwards, yeah, you, I mean, it 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 it's been recent with my mom, but um, 
you do kind of get that closure once you go through their, you know, their birth certificate, their life, or everything that they did in in, in their life, and then you you look all back and like, okay, that it, I I can I get to carry that on now. Do you, is was Trek Nation? Is this kind of that closure you needed with your dad? Yeah, it is. It is kind of closure. I mean, I, I can't. I don't think there's ever complete closure because you're always going to have questions. Right. Um, I certainly don't have any regrets because I'm the kind of person who can easily forgive myself because I was 17 when he passed away and my father because we're all human and we're all flawed. So, um, but it, it, it was certainly closure on many, many levels. And uh, instead of feeling separated, you know, I, I, I feel closer to him, closer to Star Trek and closer to fans, I think, I, than I ever could have felt. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of you will see that also, especially those of you, like like I said, who, like, Rod and myself, you've lost both parents now. Um, so, again, it's Trek Nation 2-Disc Special Edition DVD coming out July 9th. You guys can pre-order it on the guest link section. It's all on there for you. You can go to Amazon if you want to go there directly. Um, you guys are also going to be at San Diego in, what is it, two, three weeks from now, uh, booth number 2543. Yeah. Do you know what's what you're going to have on display this year? Well, it, it- Here's the thing. I'm not going to be there. Um, my wife's about to give birth to our first baby boy in about a month. So uh, I, I will not be at Comic-Con this year. I will be uh, bringing a new Roddenberry into the world. Yeah, I think so, that's well, just a little bit more important than Comic-Con. Technically, my wife is doing most of the work, but uh, <laughs> I will be there in full support. Yeah. Uh, and, well, you guys will be there. Uh, you'll also, you're also going to have a panel. Uh, it's going to be on Saturday, uh, three to four, in room twenty five. Uh, so I'm assuming most of the things you guys had, you guys had at WonderCon, you're probably going to have it again and have some updates on that. Is uh, what I'm assuming. Absolutely. The yeah, the, the newest one. A lot of the things you guys have kind of heard a lot about in the past. But Worth is the latest graphic novel, again created by Trevor Roth. Um, but uh, Uh, I don't know what you know about it or what you don't, but it's essentially about what happens when a superhero falls from grace. Essentially, the superhero has a certain ability that is no longer needed in society anymore. And in the 60s, it was a big deal, and nowadays, it's it's just, it's obsolete. And uh, how does this superhero come to terms with that? How does society treat him? You know, most, if not all, Roddenberry projects usually have some sort of alien or superhuman character where you end up seeing the most humanity out of these characters and this is no exception um we're really sort of proud of this character and these stories and and we think those of you who like i i I use the word roddenberry a lot but roddenberry-esque stories i mean i wouldn't call this this isn't superman this is very different from superman this Mm -hmm. is this is a very human character or a very fallible character and I, i think I don't know. I, I really enjoy where the story goes on this, and I hope everyone does who sees it. And I think we'll be having the uh, the first book or the first comic, or the first section of it out at Comic-Con. Okay, so you guys can be there again. It's booth 2543. The panel is on Saturday, 3 to 4, room 25, Roddenberry Entertainment at San Diego Comic-Con. Rod, thanks a lot for coming on again. You know you're always welcome here. Good luck to you and your wife. Uh, let us know what you decide to name him in the end, finally. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Okay, Rob. Hey, this is Todd McFarland, creator of Spawn, and one of the original founders of Image Comics. And you're listening to Geek Speak Show. Thanks for coming. Sure, here all week. Don't have a choice whether I come here Anytime. or not. Anytime. Speaking of Todd McFarland, actually, he reminded, he just reminds me that uh, Image Expo just happened here in San Francisco last uh, Tuesday or whenever it was this week. Seems like a long, long week. But... Big exclusive news was delivered out there the whole day. One of the biggest is 
I was, I was going to say AMC, but it's not AMC. Images Walking Dead, the comic book. Robert Kirkman was on stage and he teased that starting in October, The Walking Dead will go into all out war. Uh, Ooh, those of you who read, yeah, those of you who read the comic book, you know that there, you there are about four factions, I guess you can say now. You know, there's obviously Rick and his survivors, Jesus, Jesus, and his. I was gonna say hill people, but that you know makes you think that you know they look like mutants or something. Um, but the hill survivors, <laughs> um, no, not the governor. Those of you who are saying, yeah, the governor. No, governor's spoiler alert, long gone in the comic book. There's some other some other groups in there that um, that I what I again from Robert Krugman. This is a he he gave the announcement, but he was very cryptic about it. He said that um, there will be some major character deaths. My first thought, and everybody sitting there was, okay, finally Rick is gonna die because um, he's the only one out of all survivors who seems to be like Superman. Nothing kills him. Nothing. He's, he he has no Always hand. Always surviving. Yeah, he has no hands. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for AMC's The Walking Dead. I think we get a hint of that. I mean, going to get a hint of that. Those of you going to San Diego Comic-Con in the panel, you will get a hint of uh, an injury that comes to Rick in the first episode that is very reminiscent of what happens in the comic book. Yep, that happens, I think. Um, That's all I'll say. Uh, speaking of comic books, uh, a year ago, if you remember, you and Ariel was on at the time with us. We we got a new content provider and they're they're called Mightyville.com. It's all about comic books. Oh yeah. And you know, we, we made you know, we played with it around, but uh we said that the you know, the fireworks and the barbecues that that's what launched the Mightyville and everything. A year later, they're still going strong, Joe Catch and uh, and Summer. They they actually have a few correspondents and they do cover kind of like we do, they cover um Philadelphia was a world in Philadelphia. They did one in Texas. They're they're all over the place. They were at Big Wow. They were at Comic Con. I mean, at uh, WonderCon. They'll be at Comic Con, uh, and they do have some pretty cool articles on there. I like them because they link not just other podcasts, but especially ours. It started with or kicked off with ours. They you can find our stuff there on MightyVille.com if you want to. They also have some other pretty cool podcasts on there, all comic book related. Though we talk about everything on here, obviously, but. They they link to some uh, some cool like Comic Vine is another one that that does podcasts and they're pretty cool. They they actually do like us. They get some interviews on there and you actually get to hear from Robert Kirkman and Jim Lee and Mark Millar. Mark Millar, by the way, was also at Image Expo, not physically there. He was there like I get Rachel every every week through Skype. <laughs> he pre recorded a message for everybody. Uh, didn't say nothing about a Kick Ass or Kick Ass Five or Four or, or whatever number they're on. But, um, well, again, go to Mightyville. They have all the highlights for Image Expo. You can see it on there. So, again, we got to say thank you, number one, for being our content providers and providing comic 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 book stuff. And happy birthday to you. I would sing, but we want you guys to keep listening. You can sing if you want, Rachel. Just don't. <laughs> you know what? I'm too busy laughing right do, now. Do the. Uh, she always laughs at me. But, but do the. Uh, what is that called? The Ewok celebration song. That No, no, don't do that. Oh, we really we do, guys. Play that. No, we're not going to do that. Don't do the gun gun one either. That's even worse than that one. Thanks, oh, George yeah, Lucas, no. for that. Uh, so speaking of comic books, uh, I, yeah, I know I said at the beginning we were going to talk comic books. This will be the only time we talk comic books on the show this week. Probably. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But your friend, Mark Doris, was a perfect find. You know, he knows comic books, but he knows video games a little bit better. What a yeah, nerd. he does nerd out about that. Yeah, I was going to say, what a nerd. 
So he said, you know what? Can I talk about video games instead? And I said, you know what? Talk about whatever you want. Just don't talk about reality shows. I did that a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah, and we wanted to murder you. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to cast me off the island or vote me off. However <laughs> they do that. That guy wouldn't know. We don't watch that stuff. Uh, no, but Mark is going to move over. He's not going anywhere. He's going to move over to do our bits and pixels thing. Yeah, that's back. We're gonna. He's going to talk about video games. Obviously, is you know huge news going on with the two consoles, Xbox and and PS4. Uh, but he's also going to talk about stuff you like, new apps, new smartphones, new smart tablets, new smart everything. But are the people smart and all that, uh, or is it the tablets and the machines that are smart? I um, So he's going to talk about that. Uh, since both of you guys are, you know, big tech nerds like that, you, you, that's you, true. You, you'll love this stuff. So the, that'll be coming up a little bit later. We have a new we, comics commentary hasn't gone anywhere either. We have a new comics commentator again. Started with David Lee, then moved on to Jay and everybody else. I forgot it's a big old list who we've had on here. Um, new one is another girl who reads comic books. And yes, she's the real deal. Talk to her and everything. She knows this stuff. She's a bit. You guys can go on our website. That got a redesign too, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Um, but she's on there. She's a big sci-fi fan. So when Rachel meets her, she, they're going to be the best of friends. Then we can be friends. <laughs> her, her uncle is a sci-fi writer. She won't. She won't tell me who. Um, yeah, she just won't tell me who. But we'll we'll find out. We'll get him on the book club. Yeah, we will sometime soon. Uh, and you know, she loves comic books. She loves collecting action figures. So when you two say we're going to go shopping, it's not like the usual girl shopping. They're actually Definitely gonna go, not going there. Yeah, they're going to like Toys R Us or something. Speaking of, I was at Toys R Us. Um, the They have for sale there. We're, I'm going all over the place here. We're talking about comics. Now I'm talking about toys. But Yeah, but I like talking about toys. So let's do this. Well, it's not toys. It's collectibles. Uh, but the, but the, Star, <laughs> the Star Wars section, I was thinking about you, obviously. But the Star Wars section, that my favorite lightsaber is there, the uh, the Darth Maul one. Yeah, it's the ones that light up, but I think it's like eighty bucks or something. Those are not the FX replicas, are they? They are not. No, those are the Hasbro removable blade uh, lightsabers, but they're not the master replica ones. Do you know what? Do you know? Of course, you know. It's Rachel. Are these the ones that you can fight with? You can fight with them. That, as a matter of fact, I would rather fight with a Hasbro than to break my master replicas because when you fight with the master replicas all the light like kind of goes out in half places and whatever so if you're going to fight with them get the hasbro ones it's not a big deal to replace them or get an ultra sabers because those are the best quality ones and they're like they're like the master replicas but you can fight with them and they don't mess up or break or whatever so i have one of those and you should get one couple of things yeah i was going to say that a couple of things one is you don't want to you don't want to break the master replicas because it's like 300 400 bucks to begin with and this is how big of a nerd she is we were at WonderCon. <laughs> she's not she's not just saying this for the show she actually you know we were taking a break everything rachel disappeared all of a sudden then we're, you know, we were wondering where's rachel where's rachel we turn around guess who's strolling down the aisle twirling her what was a blue lightsaber or purple whatever? A new, yeah it was a new aqua colored ultra saber yeah so that's how big of a geek and Star Wars fan she really is. She actually went and bought herself her own lightsaber. I was about to go get a red no, one and show her who really like knows how to eighth, use it. What? That's like my eighth lightsaber. That, that was not the first <laughs> one. So um, there you go. Uh, so again, let's, get, let's go back to comics. Here, Here is our new uh, comics commentator. Her, she has a, I, like, I like her last name. It's a very comic book sounding. Jessica Nidon. Um, Nidon. Here she goes commentating about comics. 
Comics Commentary with Jessica Nidon on the Geek Speak Show. You might want to mark your calendars for July 24th, because that's Batman Incorporated's final issue. After many great years with Grant Morrison, but I guess all great things must come to an end. That's Batman Incorporated number 13, out July 24th. If you're looking for a new book to get into, you might want to check out The Wake Number One by Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy. It sold about 45,000 copies, making it one of the best-selling Vertigo single issues in over 10 years. And here are your July 3rd releases. With Marvel Comics, we have Avengers number 15, Daredevil Dark Knights number 2, Iron Man number 12, Superior Fills of Spider-Man number 1, Venom number 37. With Dark House, we have 47 Ronin number 5, Abe Sapien number 4. With DC Comics, we have Action Comics number 22, Batman Incorporated number 12, Batwing number 22. Image Comics, we have Darkness number 114. And with Boom Studios, we have Deathmatch number 7. And these are just a few of the mini ones that will be out this week. If you'd like to see all the titles, please visit our website. And you may have already heard of Aspen Comics, 10 for $10. That's a dollar comment. Half the titles are already in stores, and they have a great variety, something for everybody pretty much. The one I'm waiting for to come out is Overtaking Number 1. It's an investigative sci-fi story. That one doesn't come out until August 21st, but half of the titles for Aspen's 10 for $10 are already in stores, so you can go today and pick a few of them up. And here are a couple events for you this weekend, July 4th to the 7th. In Miami, Florida is the Florida Supercon. And on July 7th in Houston, Texas is the awesome comic book collector show. If you live nearby either of those locations, you should definitely check those out. And I think you know what's coming up in San Diego, July 18th to the 21st. And if you don't, it's Comic Con. And if you already have your tickets, good for you because it is sold out. And we'll of course be bringing you more on that the closer it gets. And that's all I have for you for today's Comic Commentary. That's Comics Commentary with Jessica Nidon. Got a scoop for her? Email her. Jessica at thegeekspeakshow.com Are you ready? Here's a Geek Speak Show quickie. Back in our first year of the Geek Speak Show in 2010, I took my kids to see a summer animated movie and I figured, you know, okay, this will keep them quiet for a while. I'll just sit through it and, you know, enjoy some popcorn, whatever. I actually found myself surprisingly and enjoying the movie probably a little bit more than than they did even and that was despicable me all of a lot of you enjoyed it also were surprised by it no surprise despicable me too is in theaters right now and i figured you know just to get you guys just a little bit more excited how about we talk to some minions okay well they weren't available so let's talk to Gru, or at least the voice of Gru, steve carell steve carell on the geek speak show now so steve on this one Gru is uh, he's been a parent for a while now so how do you approach Gru? as as a parent. Well, I'm a parent. I have two little kids and I identified with it because it seemed um honest in its depiction of parents and kids and how having kids completely changes a person's life in all the best ways. And uh and I think I think kids could relate and I think kids enjoyed the humor and I think parents related to what what kids bring to the equation and it's I don't know. I think in that sense, it's very universal, but it's also really funny and uh, and exciting and very silly at times. Um, and who doesn't love the minions? I mean, yeah. come on, little yellow creatures. That's you know, everybody has to have a minion. My son wanted a minion after he saw it. He thought they were real things. Can we get one? It's like he wanted a pet minion somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us actually do want a pet minion also. So uh, this is also your second time around. Obviously, voicing Gru, um, having done it already for the, for Despicable Me one. How do you approach Gru this time around? I like to describe Gru as a man with a heart of bronze. It's not gold, but it's pretty good. You know, it's uh, he tries very hard. He is he's still despicable, but there are absolutely good and warm pleasant traits to him but he's not somebody that you should push too hard or or you will fear you will feel his wrath and this time around Gru also has to deal with a problem i think a lot of dads have to deal with your daughter wanting to date one of his daughters starts to enter the dating scene and that is an enormous transition for him as i think it is for most dads when they see their daughters maturing and becoming interested in boys, uh, suddenly they're not the apple of their daughter's eyes. And there's, a, I think, a, there's a, I wouldn't even say a jealousy, but there is a, um, a tension that comes about between a father and a potential suitor. And that, that you see, protective dad in this movie. And it's something that that you haven't seen up until this point from Gru. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm going to see it right after we finish this interview. But I have a feeling just by saying that, that I'm going to enjoy this movie just like I did Despicable Me 1. Uh, There's also a new character that Gru has to deal with in Despicable Me 2 without spoilers. How does Lucy fit into the picture? Lucy is pretty loopy, but she's very effective. She's she's good at what she does, almost counterintuitively. Um... And incredibly off-putting to Gru at first. Somebody that uh, annoys him, uh, who is sort of the antithesis of who he is. She's very perky and and very talkative and, uh, and flighty and a little clumsy, um, but also gives as good as she gets. She does not take any guff from Gru. So um, I think he is simultaneously repulsed and intrigued. By Lucy. Now, there was an obvious change at the end of Despicable Me. He's not exactly a superhero, but he's still a supervillain. But there's also a new one. Somebody, you know, because he kind of stepped down from being a supervillain. Somebody wants to take his spot. They call him El Macho. How does Guru deal with that? I think that El Macho is running his organization out of this, this mall, this indoor mall. So Gru is brought in to man one of the mall shops to try to get a better uh, a better look at some of the potential um, potential candidates, uh, potential um, suspects. And talk about what it was like working with Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen Wiig. I just think she is she's she's always funny. She is never not funny. Her character, her voices, and she's done so many different voices for different things. They're always incredibly well-defined, and this is no exception. She, she really, you know, it's a cliche, but you, you bring a character to life, she, it's what she does. And, and whether it's on SNL or in Bridesmaids or in any of the other things that she's done, um, I've been a fan of hers for a, a long time, and... Uh, I, it's, it's, I'm really thankful that she's in this. 
Thank you, Steve. You all can see, well, you can hear Steve Carell, his voice, at least that he voices Guru again on Despicable Me 2 out in theaters right now. Steve Carell returns, as does Russell Brand, Steve Coogan, Benjamin Brad, Kristen Wiig, Miranda Cosgrove, and many, many others. And of course, the minions are out there. There's Despicable Me 2 in theaters right now from Universal Pictures and Illumination Entertainment. Toys for you and your eye machine. Bits and Pixels with Mark Doris. Got a little money lying around? Well, if you're an Xbox owner, you could really put that to good use with Microsoft's Ultimate Game Sale going on right now through the 8th of July. Some titles like Assassin's Creed 3 going for $15, Far Cry 3 and Max Payne 3, both that I picked up for $10 a piece, are only lasting for about 24 hours. Now, unfortunately, these titles have gone and passed, but we are seeing a new set of titles such as LEGO Lord of the Rings, which is for $15 currently, and that's half of what it usually is. Connect Sports as well, taking a drop from $30 down to $10. Now, these titles, these are the ones that will show up for about 24 hours or so. You can check the Xbox Live uh, primary dashboard to show you what these sales are, or you can check MajorNelson.com for a full list. And speaking of which, there is a lengthier list of titles available at reduced prices through the sale period up until its end on July 8th. Like, for example, Brothers in Arms, WWE 2013, and Mass Effect. Each one in this list is probably around $5 or so up until 15 bucks, but you can get them through the 8th, so be sure to check it out. MajorNelson.com or pretty much any tech site uh, should be able to give you that information information. But Microsoft isn't the only one with the summer blowout sale. Sony has its own list of hot titles dropping in price. A little bit longer of a sale, though, we're seeing from right now. July 2nd through the 9th, we're seeing titles like Call of Duty Black Ops 2, The Amazing Spider-Man, Batman Arkham Asylum are dropping as little as 5 bucks a piece for PlayStation Plus regulars. Other titles and whatnot will be available after the 9th, so be sure to check out either PlayStation.com or the PlayStation blog to get further info on the list. Don Matrick, head of interactive entertainment business over at Microsoft, or at least the Xbox portion of Microsoft, is leaving Microsoft for a CEO position over at Zynga, IGN reports. Zynga, for most of you, if you guys have heard, is most well known for its online social media games like Farmville. Uh, I, for one, am so sick of that game, that's one reason why I uh, got rid of Facebook. Uh, my dad joined Facebook and started playing Farmville and was obsessed and just begged me to join that, which, uh, no, not, not for me. Your grandmother, if she's got Facebook, she's probably playing Farmville right now, using in-game money to buy some land to, I don't know, do something with pigs and cows, I don't know, Farmville, you know, Farmville. Um, basically, Matrick is joining uh, Zynga despite all the bad press he's been getting after his interviews regarding the Xbox One and all the restrictions Microsoft later then reversed. Now, it's too early to tell whether he left for that reason or something else, but I'm sure we're going to hear more of that here soon. Now, I for one am interested in knowing what this means for Zynga. The company itself has been uh, having a lot of layoffs over the past year or so, so perhaps this is a new step in the right direction for the company. The battle of the next-gen consoles continues as Sony reps have been reeling that the PlayStation 4 does not come with a PlayStation Move or any type of motion sense capability simply because they wanted to beat Microsoft in price. The Xbox One, priced at $500, $100 more than the PlayStation 4, comes with a mandatory Kinect feature that has to be connected at all times. The Kinect has to be connected at all times uh, in order to experience any of your games. Now, the Kinect itself has a couple of new features which I find interesting. Dead Rising 3, one of the Franchises that I'm really looking forward and kind of making me lean towards buying an Xbox One, for example, features uh, thousands of zombies on screen at one time. While the Xbox Connect is turned on and available, it'll pick up nearby sound as the gamer progresses, so if you make a noise, that's more likely to get zombies to trigger and pay attention to your location. I'm curious to see how that works out, as I'll have one of my friends running into the room and saying, Hey, Mark's over here! And then all the zombies are going to find me, and then I'm going to die. So uh, I'm interested to see how that works out. 
The Xbox One, of course, is going to be coming out in November, and the PlayStation 4 also most likely coming out in November as well. Uh, they've been talking about some other new things too. The PlayStation 4 itself does not have a power brick on the cable. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to some, but I'll tell you what, every time I set up my, my consoles and I have that big power brick, I have an Xbox 360 now, uh, it just always seems to get in the way with the current setup I've got going on. So, to be honest, that means that not only will the PlayStation 4 be less intrusive on current setups, but it also doesn't require as much power as before, because that typically is what the power bricks do, is they regulate enough power to power your console and the game experience that you have. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. Continuing on about the consoles, interestingly enough, the Xbox One will not be coming with a headset, which also surprising, uh, representatives over at Microsoft are saying that is essential for your Xbox or your gaming experience rather on the Xbox. So you're not getting that, but you are getting a Kinect for $500, $100 more than the PlayStation 4. The good news though, if you're an Xbox owner like myself and you've ever used a redemption code in order to retrieve a bunch of content, uh, like a uh, in-game content or something that you got when you reserved your game and you had to type in 25 characters was a huge nuisance. Well, the Xbox One's Kinect will actually scan those redemption codes for you, the little QR codes, rather than have to typing them in. So that's a plus for the Xbox One. But as of right now, it's too early to tell. We're seeing a lot of people saying they're gonna be switching consoles to the PlayStation 4, while others are diehard Microsoft fans will be sticking to the Xbox One. So tell us your thoughts. I'm curious to see what you guys are interested in. We wanna know, are you a PlayStation guy? Or are you an Xbox guy? Are you an Xbox guy going to PlayStation? Or are you Sony all along? So be sure to send me an email, doris at thegeekspeakshow.com or follow me on Twitter at doris. That's doris with two R's. Doris Undead uh, is my username. Check in next week and I'll post the results of your polls and we'll see what's more popular right now. Xbox One or PlayStation 4. That's all we got for right now, guys. Catch you next time. This is the Geek Speak Show Book Club. Sci-fi, fantasy, horror, graphic novels, biographies. You'll hear them here on the Geek Speak Show Book Club. It's like I should get my wand out and say expect a Patronum or something. Thank you. I know, that's what I was thinking too. So, yes, this is the book club. Uh, we do actually have books. I have a phone book size one right here. But Oh, my goodness. You go ahead and go first. What you got? Okay. So, I picked this book called Space Travel, a science fiction writer's Gee, guide. Wait, but I picked it because for all the sci-fi and space stuff that we like, this book, what it does is give you the actual... Um, like engineering the actual uh, scientific makeup of all the things that you would need to put in a sci-fi story. Why so do you when do the show again? It, Not only do you well, put books about space, but you pick the nerdiest books to explain why you should travel. Into well, space. if you're going to write about it or if you're, if, if you're going to make something, it doesn't matter, a comic, whatever, about it, it's got to be accurate. Otherwise, we'll throw it out the window, right? We'll, we'll know, like, psh, whatever. So this book literally goes into stuff about like uh, rockets or ships, um, planets, how gravity would, how things react in space so that when you're creating your story, you have like something to back up on. And it's awesome. And uh, Anthony Lewis and Ben Bova wrote it. Um, and it has something about every little piece that you would need for anything sci-fi. And I, I really am excited because I want to write a story too. That's what got you wasn't the last name, Bova. <laughs> No, Boba. It's close but enough to fine. Boba that it's you like. <laughs> it's, so my book, actually, we've had it on, not on the book, but we had it on the show before. Brian Selznick came on when the the Hugo movie was about to come out. He wrote The Invention of Hugo Cabret, which is what the movie was based on. And the new book, Wonderstruck, had just come out at the time. Um, probably because it was a long week. Like I said, I was, for some reason, really tired. 
um, I took a page, literally, from Joel, and I, re- I read a book that is more pictures than words. It's got words in there. I mean, it, you got you can see, Rachel, it's a big old book there. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, I mean, again, somebody who loved Lost, you know, the, all the flashbacks and everything that was going on. This book is kind of like that. It's not as confusing uh, as it was with Lost. This one is about two two kids, two stories. Uh, one starts in 1978, I want to say. The other one, 1927. And, you know, one is told all in pictures. One is all in words with the pictures. And all of it written, drawn by Brian Selznick. This one is up for awards, just like uh, The Adventures of the, uh, the Invention of Hugo Cabret was. Uh, th- that story, those two stories, they do intertwine in a very interesting and... Uh, touching way at the end i won't give out what it is but again it's called wonderstruck it's by brian selznick it's out in the stores i believe it's out in uh not paperback but uh the soft cover now because this came out as a as a hard cover in the beginning i think it's out there as soft cover don't quote me on that but you guys can go to the link section and order it go to brian's website to find out more about what he's working on uh this actually would be a good movie also or even a tv show somewhere i can see it happening that it's got a lot of twists and and the the, the final twist is pretty like <gasps> really never saw that coming so that's my book wonderstruck um we'll put them up on the uh, the guest link section for you guys to order your own copy so that's also the show for this week um thanks to rod again for coming on and he tipped his phaser to you congratulations again to you andrea <laughs> Um, Rod won't be on. He mentioned Dornivy. He won't be at uh, uh, Comic Con this year only because there's something a little more bigger than Comic Con happening. His wife may give birth to their first son. He mentioned it when he was on with Dre and I. So just because of that, like he, he mentioned, he won't be at Comic Con. But there will be. They will have a booth there. They will have a panel on uh, Saturday. I think it was. I'm going off the top of my head here. Saturday, three to four. I think in room. T- and T5. You can go up in the guest link section or Roddenberry Roddenberry.com is a website. It's all on there for you. Next week um, again, too bad you're not going to be here for this. You were there last year. You guys can check it out on our YouTube page. Was the first annual looks like it's going to be now. Hulk smash brownie day. We're going to do it again. <laughs> it was also actually the, the debut of our video show. We did it there with, with, uh, yeah. with Joe. We're not going to do the video show. We're going to cover it like we did the free comic book day, but I probably wasn't going to do it anyway because I'm just too busy eating the uh, the brownies anyway. I know they're so good. We'll be there. Hopefully, you guys will be there. It's going to be it's going to be on a Saturday, starting at ten o'clock. We'll be there all day long. It's uh, the warm up to the craziness before the craziness at San Diego the following week. The way Joe described it, and Joe will be on with us talk about you know Hulk smash and oh, we were talking actually. I was talking to Joe last night. He didn't tell he didn't tell me what it was, but he did tell me Henry Henry. I have a huge announcement to make. Uh-oh. So he may break it next week on, on the show is what he was saying. So be on the lookout for that. Um, who else do we have? I think a nerdy guy is going to come on. Yeah, just that's everybody that we have on here. Go figure. But yeah, he, but he's so nerdy that he actually created a company called Nerdist. Uh, he may come on to talk about something that you like. Course of the Force, episode two. <laughs> Because uh, it kicks off next week in um, here in San Francisco at Skywalker Ranch, appropriately, and mm-hmm. makes its way all the way to Preview Night of San Diego. You will be there at Preview Night. Uh, I think the two Marks, Mark Arnold and Mark Doors, will be there also. Um, I introduced earlier, speaking of, I introduced our new comics commentator. You heard her now, Jessica. I'm going to introduce a couple of new voices now. 
um next not now but next next week um one is something that i've tried to do for a while get some uh, movie reviews in here we finally have somebody who's going to do that and geek movie rewind comes back but not with louise new voice for that also so you're going to hear those next week and of course we're getting it all ready that little thing going on in san diego a couple of weeks we are going to get ready for that we're going to have a few people on here somebody that you like mark zikri you, you, you loved space command when he was on here talking about it he'll yeah. come on and tell us about a panel that they're going to have and give us an update on what's happening with space command we're also going to have of course david glanzer it's not a comic-con show if you don't have the annual visit with david glanzer what else is happening oh somebody else you might like is going to come on the show um I think it's preview night or the first night, uh, the first actual night of uh, Comic-Con is also Woodstock, W-0-0-T, Woodstock 5.0. I think this is the third or fourth time they do it. Um, That's put together by a few people. One of them um, was in my favorite movie. And no, it's not Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but it's not my favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie is Stand By Me. He was in that movie. And there's like four kids you can pick from, but he was the main one. Not River Phoenix, the other one. Yeah, Gordy. Uh, you Star Trek TNG fans remember him as Wesley Crusher. Yeah. And he's in the Trek Nation DVD also with a, doing an interview with Rod. That's, uh, of course, Will Wheaton. He'll be on with us talking about that. And he appears uh, in some very funny episodes on The Big Bang Theory. Yes, he does. And yeah, we, I was, <laughs> was gonna actually going to hold on to that because we were actually going to talk. We'll talk about Woodstock, of course. We were going to talk about Big Bang and everything else that he's been yes. doing. Uh, since that after that but I'll let you bring all that up so he'll be on okay. to talk about that we have some people I have, I'm not sure if they're going to come on or not uh, depending on their schedule I told you guys about South by Southwest there's a there's a South by Southwest for us it's why by why why yes by yes yes uh, the, the reason the reasoning behind that is that you know us geeks the the word no does not exist in our vocabulary and it doesn't so it's called yes by yes yes it's a, it's a gathering of geeks nerds thinkers futurists everything every project whatever it is movie book um, show podcast whatever it is gather there network and hopefully something will come out of it that's mm. happening uh, I think next week and so we'll have somebody come on and talk about that. I'm tired already. We haven't even gone through July. Of course, happy birthday, not just to Mightyville, but also to us, to all, all of America, where we don't look a day over 300 or whatever, however old we are now. But you know me, lost count. Besides, you know, I never, I'll never tell you guys my age, although I have. I've, I've been turning 12 since 1970-something. So yeah, again, exactly. you know, everybody be safe. Go ahead and uh, shoot off your fireworks if you want them. If not, just enjoy them. Um, I'm going to try to get to, I think I told you guys, I mentioned on the air before, it's pretty cool that they do here in, in the in the Bay Area in Mountain View. Uh, the San Francisco Symphony goes goes at the, the shoreline, I think it is. Um, oh my, Mr. Sulu, George Takei is up on stage. He reads, I think it was the, Independ- the Declaration of Independence. And then he says something about, and that's what our freedom is or something like that. And the symphony launches into the star Wars theme, the fireworks go off and then on the big screen, there's star Wars scenes and star Trek. And it's just the coolest thing. And yes, very geeky. That's how we spend 4th of July. (laughs) So however you spend it, have fun. Come on back next week. We will speak. What Rachel? More geek. Yeah. So be back for that. See ya. Henry and the gang will return next week with an all new episode. The Geek Speak show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramasscreen.com, Zergnet.com, and Collider.com. 
Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Follow them on Twitter at GeekSpeakShow1. Become a fan on Facebook and watch event coverage on YouTube slash GeekSpeak videos. See you next week. Cheerio. The GeekSpeak Show.